This episode of the What The Fartlet podcast is dedicated to the memory of Matthew Pullen, a young man who lost his battle with cancer sadly just under a week ago. Matthew is an integral part of the online running community and his Running Through Cancer blog, YouTube channel, Instagram and Twitter pages were a source of inspiration to many. As a previous guest on this show, I can say from personal experience that Matthew's story and his positive outlook on life, despite the adversity that life handed to him, made me a better person and I'm proud to have known him. I know that that sentiment is echoed not just by the team, but by our Fartlek family, our listeners, who have all set out in the weeks and months that follow to be more Matthew. We offer our sincerest condolences to Matthew's friends and family, and we pledge to take forward his message that although life is terminal, it is our job to live it. If you want to make a charitable donation in Matthew's name or share photos or memories of him, you can do so at matthewpullen.muchlove.com, which also has details of his upcoming funeral, which is to be held on the 17th of September. Rest in power, Matthew. You'll be missed, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, for the very last time this series, welcome to Series 4, Episode 12 of the What The Fartlet Podcast. My name's Rob. And I am Matt. And uh, we're going to go out strong this week, my friend, aren't we? We certainly are, yes. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm looking forward to this last episode, definitely. Why don't you tell everybody what's on this week's episode to start with, Matthew? Yeah, obviously we're going to talk a little bit, bit about our week in running. Uh, while we're out running, we, uh, we decided to talk about mindset on this week's show as well just a little bit on that um and then we're having a, a, a great chat with ollie newton aka run for your mind um summer so showdown stuff this week we have a very big roll call final week so uh, we've got a lot, of, a lot of people inboxing us for that and then obviously the thank yous at the end mate oh thank yous Ooh, thank what you. a nice something something made me laugh the other day because isaac came into me and he came he just went, like put his thumbs up and went <laughs> Bear in mind, he's four year old. I'm like, where have you got that from? Probably from listening to us, I reckon. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Bless you. Maybe smile. <laughs> no, that, that, that is cute. Um, let's launch straight into it, man. We've got an action packed episode. We've got no time yeah, to hard. waste. Um, how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay. Yeah, I didn't do much running. Uh, life is getting in the way, work and, and overtime and, and just, yeah, general kids football and training and stuff but yeah i managed to get out with a on a long run with you on sunday uh, the longest of the plan that we uh, got and uh, i enjoyed it mate it was a good good run we managed to uh, bag the uh, supermarkets all five of oh, all five all seven of the supermarkets uh, which was fun and it just made it a bit more interesting um no no pressure on on times or anything like that so yeah i enjoyed it mate how about you? How's your week been? Yeah, similar to be honest, man. Yeah, very much feeling the um, uh, the strain of um, of life getting in the way of running. Uh, I think I talked about it last week. Sammy's got a new job. Um, I've had, we've had some turbulent times at work myself as well. Um, kids are back at school. I'm now I'm now Mr. School Run, which takes some getting used to. I do not. Uh, I've never respected people who do the school run on a daily basis more in my life because that's now me 
And yeah, it's bloody it, hard, man. It's bloody hard, yeah. Harry, uh, somebody told Harry he couldn't play with them. Uh, yeah, the other day on the playground, I was like, can mm. I punch a five-year-old in the face? Is that, <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to do that? And I didn't, obviously, but... I might, I might get away with it. I'm, I'm about yeah, I was gonna say, I'll, 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 I'll set Matt on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, fellow young people. Uh, no, but that was heartbreaking. It's hard, isn't it? But yeah, I don't mm. think I appreciated fully what, what Sammy goes through on the pick-up and the drop-off. And Harry's got additional learning needs as well, so... There's always that fear that the teacher's going to walk out of the class with him and he's done something. Like he came out in his PE kit the other day and I was like, oh God, no. <laughs> Why isn't he wearing his uniform? What's he set fire to or flooded? Or, um, and it turned out he just didn't want to get out of his PE kit and he just couldn't bother fighting with him and he just let him stay in it all afternoon. But, um, <laughs> but, but you always panic. But no, so that's been, that's been big, uh, a big change for us. So um, yeah, uh, it's, it's been tough to run, but I agree with you. Uh, really enjoyed getting out. Uh, I said to you afterwards that it was probably one of my favourite ever runs that I've done. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to go on to talk about that now because we, we're not going to take loads of time uh, uh, chatting away before we get to Ollie because he's. Uh, I know people will be super keen to listen to him. And also we've got a big, big um, follow-up segment with the big summer showdown stuff, massive roll call and and, and some major thank yous to finish off the series. Uh, mm. So, I, I, But I did want to just talk a little bit about mindset because I think we've been on a little bit of a journey with these conversations, haven't we? Particularly over the last like five or six weeks. And I think it's been reflected in our own um, marathon journeys, hasn't it? As, as mm. you know, we've been going through the training plans. We've been going through the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we've done is, is we've tried to highlight that the downs exist and the low points exist and you're not um, uh, wrong or, or, or a lesser of a person or failing if you feel them, if you experience them. You know, we talked about mindset, anxiety. Um, yeah. You know, we talked about not getting out and missing your, your targets, all that kind of thing. And, uh, and and we focused on some of that, the lows. And, and, and I think it's important that we focus on the highs as well. And yeah, um, and on Sunday, we had a high. And and I think that a lot of it is down to, to mindset. And it's a powerful thing, mindset, because we also, again, we talked about with the running anxiety a few weeks ago. Um, we, we talked about how, you know, you get in your own head and suddenly a run can become impossible. Yeah, that snowball effect we talked about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I, I felt like I had to maybe put my money where my mouth is. And it's all well and good saying, you know, I understand and I experience it too. And, and, and people reached out to me and they said some really kind things and they made some suggestions. And I thought, you know what? I need to live this. I need to try this out. I need to, I need to stop wallowing. I need to ha- have a go at doing something different and just refocusing. And a few people had given me, had given me that advice and said, you know, you need to think about the positivity. You need to think about, you can do stuff. Um, you think about Laura Jones's <laughs> Um, interview earlier in the series she talked a lot about that and 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 the power of positivity as it were yeah and uh and so i spent probably three days in the lead up to our run knowing that it was 22 miles knowing that i had struggled with my 20 miler i had struggled with my 18 miler i had failed completely at my 16 miler with marathon pace included i've had a tough marathon training block and looking at staring down the barrel of 22 miles i, I could have really really um had a bad day frankly yeah. and um so what what we did together was we we made a conscious decision and we said let's stop thinking about pace yeah and to counteract that even more some people might think this is a ridiculous <laughs> decision we, I thought we were ridiculous at the time. We pl- <laughs> we plotted the hilliest wait, wait, wait. route. Who, who who plotted? <laughs> I, 
I plotted. I made all the decisions on behalf of me and Matt. When you hear we, it's the royal we. I basically yeah. say things and he and he does them with me because he pities me. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we plotted a really hilly route, didn't we? It was like let's let, because that because in, in, and again it's mindset. You could look at that and think, oh my god, I've got a really hilly route. But the way we approached it was, if we've got a hilly route and it was about fifteen hundred feet of elevation over the twenty-two miles, um. That then that means that it doesn't matter if you have a little walk because yeah. it's, it's hard, it's expected, and it doesn't matter if you're doing 10, 11, 12, whatever minute miles because it's a hilly route. That's what happens when you run on hills. Yeah. And then we also incorporated our big shop uh, 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 um, uh, challenge for the summer show down in there. So we were stopping every now and then, and we were routing and we were on the map, and it was a completely new route that we didn't really know. So we were twisting and turning, and we took a few wrong turns, and we struggled, and we ran out of water because Matt drank all my water on me. So we yeah, didn't bring his Stopped own. Stopped at shops, yeah. I bought, I bought you some more. Though. You did, yeah, you did. And, I put my uh, hand in my pocket for once. Yeah, that was that was true. I, I, I did worry you were going to come running out. How was that for your mindset? Uh, yeah, wow, blown. <laughs> blown. Um, and, and, yeah, and you know what? And it was, it was just... It went well and it, did. it flew by as well. We were doing the silly videos and taking the piss out of Jack and and we know he loves it. It's all in jest, but uh, yeah, just doing silly stuff like that and and taking the photos. It, it split it up, didn't it? Like you said, it was a different route. We've never run up there, them, them areas before, and it just made it better. The mindset shifts from oh, I need to do it at this pace and that pace to just saying, well, let's just get it done. Let's just let's just run it and have fun, and that's what yeah. we did. And, and you know what? The thing the thing with mindset, I think, that's important as well is it's not necessarily the actions that we took that made it better. Yeah, no. we I, you could have come out of that run, like I said before, looking at the hills and thinking, oh, God, I've got to do these hills. Looking at the pace, because we probably ran slower than probably any training run we've ran in this block. Yeah. And thought, <laughs> oh, God, that was too slow for what I want to achieve. My So we could have done the exact same run and come out of it feeling awful. But yeah. by training the mind and by trying to think positively and putting and doing things a certain way to trick your brain into thinking it's a good thing. Yeah. That's so much of the battle won. And like I said, I didn't stop laughing the whole way around. There's probably, yeah, probably, like, probably like a two mile stretch at about 15 where it was really flat and there wasn't really a lot going on. And we were running on a bypass, weren't we? And it was just like, yeah. Oh, this is this is this is this is getting a this bit. Is, this is the worst part of it, yes. Well, it it lasted a, a couple of miles. Yeah, we got to a shop, we had a drink, and then we we nailed the last seven miles, laughing our heads off again, didn't we? So, um, yeah, it, I, I just think this it's not a solution. You know, I'm not here to preach, and I'm not here to say, oh, just change your mindset. You know, it's not as easy as that. Of course, it's not. And you know, we go back to what we talked about about anxiety and running. We go back to um, peer pressure. We go back to the pressures of social media. You know, there's all these things that we battle against, including ourselves when it comes to running. But I think I just wanted to make this point of, look, even as somebody who hopefully you guys have seen over the course of this series and even before, that I am in my own head and the psychological side of it does impact me uh, in, 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 in a huge way. Mind over matter immensely. You know, my body can probably do a lot more than my brain thinks it can. Um, but even I have managed to find a way that just twisting things up a little bit and trying new things and taking different angles to look at stuff has given me a really, really positive experience and a lot of confidence going into Chester Marathon in two weeks time. So it's just about 
sort of encouraging people to to think about the positive and to think about how you can flip the mindset and and to give things a go and chat to pals and if people give you advice this is the big one for me guys if people give you advice don't just lip service it don't just think oh thank you that's really kind really get under the skin of what they're telling you and what they're suggesting nobody gives advice with ill intention you know what i mean even if you receive it, in a, and it's all down to how you receive it, you if you think that somebody's being patronised, and if you think that somebody's being condescended, think about are they, or is that because you're proud, or because you're um, mm, un, un, unsure of how to receive, or stubborn, mm. yeah, or, or, or don't want to admit that, that something's a problem for you. Reframe it, be open to it, accept it, listen to what people are saying, because that's what I did. People, strangers who listened to this podcast in the last couple of weeks and reached out and said, hey, Rob, why don't you try this? I opened my mind to that and I had a great, great run and um, with a great friend. And uh, it's just, just just to encourage people that they're not going to happen all the time. There's going to be crap ones, there's going to be good ones, but mm. the next good one's only a runaway if you can just just think that way. Yeah, well said. Just, just change that. Just, just change the outlook, change that mindset, and uh, yeah, try and try and be a bit more glass half full instead of glass half empty. Yeah, absolutely. And there's somebody else in the world who's very glass half full, Matthew Taylor. Mm-hmm. Been through an awful lot. He has, yes. Um, and has turned that, and he's still going through an awful lot, but has turned that into something incredibly positive. And that is Mr. Ollie Newton. Yeah. Uh, proud to call him a friend. Proud to call him a part of the Fart Like family and very proud of what he is achieving with Run For Your Mind. So he can explain himself better than me. This is one of my absolute favourite chats we have ever done, Matthew Taylor. Yes. Should we get over and have a chat with Mr. Ollie Newton? Yeah, so open and honest and, and you're going to enjoy it. So let's get over to him. Let's do it. Right then, you lot, it is series finale time. And let me tell you something, my favourite thing about like this silly little podcast is when the friends we make through these silly little squares become real life pals. And today I've got an absolutely perfect example of that. I've got a guy who's got a great story um, talking about how he's taken his mental health journey and turned it into something incredibly positive. And he's not a bad runner himself. Not to mention, uh, he set me up for an absolute wonder goal at a recent charity football game. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about that at some point. Uh, but let's get straight into it. Mr. Run For Your Mind himself, uh, Ollie Newton. How are we doing today, man? Great. Thank, thanks a lot for having me. It's uh, great to be here. No, no, no. Happy to do so. How's your day been so far, man? You had a chance to get out for a run? Uh, yeah, managed to run earlier on, around 20 kilometres. So it was a nice uh, nice run. Um, <laughs> Just around 20 kilometres midweek, you know. <laughs> well, I'm trying to do kind of like a midweek. It's all in the build-up now to London, so it's just... Uh, I've been a bit kind of bit rocky with it all, so I'm just trying to get back on track with it, and it's starting to feel a bit better again. So yeah, yeah, the PB's back on. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a moment as well. So listen, where we normally start these conversations is uh, we talked about this a bit in the preamble. Is I'd start by asking you how did uh, your running journey start? How did you get into running? Now I know that your story predates that a lot, and there's a long journey that got you to becoming a runner. So why don't we start there? Why don't we start by talking about uh, the mental health side of things, the OCD? I know you're a super honest guy. You like talking about it, getting it out there to people. Tell me about how your journey began and how it brought you to being the runner you are today? Well, for me, my journey actually started with, with, with OCD. When I was around six years old, I was, I was over in Spain on holiday with, um, with my family and we were, we'd been out for a meal and I was walking down a, 
down a street afterwards and um, I just touched this lamppost with my right hand and um, after about 100 metres down the road I just had this this overwhelming fear and like uh, I was just flush with anxiety I had to go back and I felt if I didn't go back that uh, my uh, my whole family would die and um, obviously six years old absolutely so confused and really didn't know what was going on but I, I ran back and, and uh, I touched the lamppost with my dad chasing me and, and I saved their lives. And <laughs> that was pretty much the very first kind of moment I really remember uh, with, with OCD, but obviously not knowing what it was. And over the next year or so, it kind of, it kind of built up and I'd watched a film, I think, on monsters or something. I was seven and uh, I just had this fear of monsters in a cupboard. I can't remember what it was actually, but I'd watched it and... I used, to, I used to do checks of my bedroom and uh, it started just one check and I'd, I'd check the wardrobes and behind the curtains and then a little chest at the bottom of the bed and then I'd, I'd get into bed and, uh, and it started off all right but then I started to make mistakes when I was doing my checks and then I was building these rituals and after about probably about three or four weeks I was I remember being up to like 48 times of checking my bedroom uh, my, my, my bedroom wardrobes and, and it was it was becoming you know it was taking me close to an hour just to get into bed on a night and it was it was it was it was yeah, it's hard to explain because as a kid I, I had a, an incredible life I, I, you know I had everything I needed and, and and I was very fortunate but it was frustrating and I had no real idea what was going on and my dad used to be in the bedroom underneath me and my mum and dad and they would be banging on the ceiling and and um and I'd be like the next day, what, what, they're like, what's going on? I was like, I, I have no idea. You know, it's, it's just, um, it, I'm, I'm doing, I'm having to check my, my wardrobe. And they're like, you sound like a, they were saying to me, I sound like a greyhound going around, a, a greyhound track. They're like, it's like sleeping in the Sheffield greyhound track. And I'd be like, oh God, I, 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 but I couldn't explain it. And, um, and, you know, OCD was always there throughout my childhood, like growing up. Um, through throughout my early teens, I was doing checks and standing on grates and going back and standing on them. But you know, it didn't really change my life. It was just there, and I dealt with it. And even kind of into my teens, I was still checking my wardrobes probably forty-eight times. But I was legging it around the room, and I had no real idea why I was doing it at that stage because I clearly wasn't scared of monsters. But it all kind of reverted back to something bad happening. If I didn't do it, someone would someone would die or something would happen. And um, it was when I was like 21 years old where my life really kind of flipped upside down and it came really crashing down on me. Uh, I'd been on a night out with my friends and I think I'd have probably had about five pints so it wasn't anything, it wasn't a crazy night for me but one of the lads had, um, had, had was started a conversation and he said, said to one of the other guys that he'd seen them cheat on their partner and um, the other guy was adamant that he hadn't done it and but the two guys had seen him do it and he was so drunk. He was like, I, I can't remember, you know, I, can't, I don't remember doing it. And um, something just switched in me that day. And uh, all of a sudden I had this like, this fear of like, imagine if I'd done something on a night out. I was in a relationship at the time, I was quite happy. And I was like, imagine if, imagine if I'd done something. Uh, and... Um, Imagine if I cheated on my partner and then, and, and then all of a sudden it started with that and then all my thoughts kind of revolved around anything that was morally against, everything that I despised, everything that I hated. My mind was trying to tell me I'd do it because just, to, just in a nutshell, really, I mean, my morals were just, you know, 
uh, you know, so high. Like, I mean, I'd never do anything to upset anyone. I always wanted to help people. I never, you know, I wouldn't do anything wrong. And, um, and uh, all of a sudden my mind was, mind was telling me that, you know, I, I could have done this. And, you know, at that stage I, I ran off. I moved to, uh, for about a year, I ran away to Spain because the OCD was causing me severe anxiety. Uh, and then I was spiraling into a state of depression. And, um, you know, it wasn't until moving over to Spain. Uh, and um, it, was, it was actually about, probably about four years after I started struggling that someone said, you know, I sat down, I'd seen specialists, no one mentioned OCD. Uh, and it was a friend and she sat me down and she said, she said, you know, she was a psychiatrist and she was like, talk to me about what's happening. I said, look, this is what's happening. I, I can't get these thoughts out of my head. You know, I can't live a normal life. And, and you know, I'd, I'd, I'd almost kind of given up. And she was like, you've got OCD. And I was like, what? This is OCD? I thought OCD was like rituals and routine. And they were like, nah, this is, this is just in a different format. It's a million times worse. It's just intrusive negative thoughts, rumination. And, um, and it's just manifested in a different way, basically. Yeah. So, so how old were you at this point when, when, when you'd, you'd kind of been, you'd re, the light bulb went on, it was like, right, this is what it is. So I was probably about 24, uh, uh, 24, 25. And uh, at this stage, I mean, I had, I'd cut my, I cut my whole, you know, I cut all my friends off. I, I, I deleted everybody off Facebook. Um, and I was kind of living this, this like, this life of, 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 of fear and guilt of doing something that, you know, I'd, I'd never actually done. Like, it, the best way to explain it is like, there's, it, 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 there's, there was tests done when on, on, on all sorts of people who with, you know, with just normal, the average people and they, and they were and, and on like thoughts or like irrational thoughts. And, um, one of the tests that was really high, high ranked was 20% of people say that they've had the thought of when they've been at a train station or when they've been at a bus stop, had the thought of pushing somebody. And um, don't get me wrong, you won't act on your thought, you'll never act on it, right? But for somebody with OCD, like for me, I would have that thought, like I'd have a thought about cheating, like I'd have a thought about hurting someone or doing anything, and I would live the fear and guilt attached to that thought wow. as if I'd actually done it for probably two, three months. And what the mind does is it, it creates these false memories. It creates, creates these false thoughts. And you all of a sudden, you're caught up where you don't, you know what you've done, but you, you, you don't actually, you, you can't remember exactly what it is because your memories kind of create all these other things. So I, I, could, I could have this thought of pushing somebody and then I would, I would live it as if I'd actually done it. I would, I would live for three months as if I was a murderer, as if I'd killed somebody because my mind was telling me I had done it, but I knew full well I hadn't. It's terrifying. Uh, and it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so you're, you're in your mid-20s. You've cut yourself off from the outside world for all intents and purposes. You've got this diagnosis. Well, you, you've, you've started to understand what, what's going on with you. Um, what happens next then, man? So is that the start of beginning to understand how you need to manage it, and how you need to cope with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was the start of a very, very long, um, a very long journey to, to, to kind of understanding things better. But, you know, I'd probably spent um, by this stage five years 
with this with this process so you know i was um, and then i actually ended up spending a further five years in the same in the same right. mental state i was over in spain uh, i was living over there and i was I, I was doing the wrong things you know i was you know smoking cigarettes thankfully i never took any drugs and mm. i've never have done because my mum's a school nurse and she always <laughs> drilled it into me never take drugs and i, yeah. and I listened to her because and unlike a lot of people, but, you know, I, I drank heavily just to try and numb the pain and numb the way I was feeling. And I was, I was totally controlled and consumed by these thoughts, these rituals. I mean, I, thankfully back then uh, and now there's the iPhone note section. And, and, and I, say, I say thankfully, but actually it's probably the, you know, the catalyst for all my, my problems because you can write something in the notes and it dates and stamps it. And that started something off for me. Another thing where I was, you know, I was, I was documenting my every move. I was leaving the house to go to work, walking to work. And I was, I always wore a cap. I still to this day, but I show my face now. Whereas before my cap would be over my eyes because every person that I saw, my mind was telling me I'd done something, hurt, hurt them. I cheat, wow. I, I, you know, what happens if you've done this? And, and I couldn't live a normal life. Like I was documenting and I'd get home on a night. And then there'd be notes and the notes would read certain things like you, 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 um, you walk past a guy, but you didn't push him. You, you walk past a woman, but you didn't touch her. Uh, and then I'd, I'd reassure myself about three minutes later on the note section, but it got to a stage where it was totally taken over my life. I mean, yeah. I couldn't go out for a drink anymore. You know, I couldn't do anything. Um, I remember walking through St. Pancras station because I, I had to get to London because I'd just got in a relationship, the relationship I'm in now. And a lot of my, my stuff revolved around relationships. A lot of it, it's all morals. It's everything that's, you know, anything that you want to be happy about. Yeah. You, my mind, my mind was hijacking it and not letting me, letting me be. And it was just awful. And I remember walking through St. Pancras and I'd written about 30 notes on the train, silly, silly things like, the, the, the old um, lady walking past, probably about in the 60s, walking past with the trolley, you know, that I'd not, you know, I'd not, I'd not tried to, you know, touch her or, yeah. uh, you know, or I'd not done anything. And it was just, it was crazy, you know? And I got there and, and honestly, I remember walking through St. Pancras and I just, I hit the floor. I was like, I can't move another inch. Like, I can't go on. Like, I, I literally, I cannot move anymore. Like, I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I, I, and, and, but, you know, and, and there was times where I really wanted to give up. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be alive, but I had so many incredible people around me. It was never an option. Yeah. And, I, and I always knew that I could get back. I just, it just, it was just finding that way. And I laid, I, you know, I sat there on the floor crying and with my hat over my, my face and I eventually got to my friend's house because I was going over to see her because she understood me. And, you know, it was quite possibly one of the most awful, terrifying experiences ever and you know and 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 still to this day it's like it's one of them it's kind of like a, you look back on it and think wow look how far you've come um and you know it was it was it was six years ago actually where my life changed um I, I met my my partner now Emma, and and i said to her like i said look i'm i'm absolutely crackers you know you don't want anything to do with me and uh, i was like I said, look, I have these thoughts and I haven't, I hadn't been able to tell my previous partners, my previous relationships okay. when I was younger. I couldn't talk to them about it because you can't say to your partner, I'm, I'm having these thoughts of cheating on you. You can't, you can't, you know, I, that even though I haven't done it, you can't say that this is what my mind's telling me I'm doing. And it was, it was brutal. I mean, there was times that like over the last six years where I've not even been able to kiss my own wife, who's now my wife, because my mind is telling me it's somebody else. 
So my mind was creating these scenarios in my head as if it was someone I'd walk past in the street. So I, all these things, you know, anything that was high up on my morals, my morals, I couldn't, I couldn't do like the things that I wanted to, and, you know, and she stood by me, blessed, and she's just been, you know, an absolute, you know, she's done so much to help me get back on track. You know, the, you know, the little things like we, we tried going out for drinks, but after two pints, you know, because that's the things I wanted to do. I didn't, I, didn't, I just wanted to be normal, mate. I just, do you know what I mean? That's all I wanted to do. And we tried it and she'd lose me after two pints. About half an hour in, I'd be on my phone and I literally could not stop writing. I couldn't stop typing these notes up. And, you know, over that first three years of our relationship, we tried everything and um, every therapy under the sun spent thousands. Hypnotherapy, counselling, acupuncture, and uh, nothing was helping. And um, that's when everything kind of changed in June 2017. Which is going to lead us nicely onto the next segment of your life. And just for a moment, dude, thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's, it's really hard for people who haven't experienced the kind of situation and the kind of um, uh, things that you've been through. It's very hard. You can sympathize, but it's very hard to empathize if you've not lived it. But the honesty and the, the depth that you've just gone into there is going to give a lot of people a lot of insight into the struggles of, of different mental health um, uh, uh, issues and of OCD particularly. And I just want to say a big thank you for sharing it because I think it is going yeah. to hit home with a lot of people. But just talk to me then about 2017 because we're going to get into where things start going up on the roller coaster, don't we? So, so talk to me about what happens in, in the middle of 2017. Yeah, sure. I mean, touching on that before I do, like with OCD, it's, it's incredibly difficult living with OCD because there's there's a massive um, media misconception of what it actually is. You know, I was, I was about to ask. I was about to ask that. Do you find that people don't take it seriously enough? Yeah, absolutely. I think the problem we've got uh, and growing up in in you know when I had all these rituals growing up, it was during the era where there was TV programs called obsessive compulsive cleaners yeah. and. You know, and still to this day, I mean, I saw something on Twitter that was uproar in the whole, the whole OCD world, even though for me, I'm not one of them people who's easily offended, but I, I do feel I'm on a mission to educate people on it. And, and if it helps people, then better understand it and not use the term so lightly, you know, that's what, that's what I'm all about. You know, with, with the, you know, there was, there was something on Twitter about Chloe Kardashian recently on one of her shows saying she'd got close CD and um, she was tied in a house. It isn't tied in your house. Like it isn't. It isn't like these personality quiz. It's not lining your computer screen up. You know, OCD is is like one of the most debilitating diseases. It's in the top ten. You know, for in, in way of like uh, loss of earnings and way of life. You know, you know. I speak to people who have lived lived ten minutes away from their workplace, but it takes them two hours to get there because they drive and they go over a bump and they think they run over somebody. They have to get out the car and they have to go back and check. You check. You know. I speak to people who step on grates. If they don't step on the right grates before they get into the office, they have to do another loop. And sometimes they don't even get to work. Yeah. So it isn't, it isn't this, you know, and you've got things like H&M doing uh, jumpers saying things like obsessive Christmas disorder at Christmas. And it's just, it's, it's almost like it's, it's not a personality quirk. You know, if you've got a personality quirk, there might be some form of OCD within it. So if you like to line your computer screen up, it's a personality quirk. If you, if you put your left shoe on before your right shoe, it's a personality quirk. If you line all your shoes up, it's a personality quirk. But if it's 
if it's debilitating and it's ruining your life, if you're having to line your shoes up, do it again, do it again, do it again, and it's taking you an hour, and it's, and, and it, and it's affecting your day, then that is OCD. And I think people don't realise that. And, yeah. and that is the difficulty living with it. No, really interesting. And I agree 100%. I think, you know, let's not dwell on the point for too long, but it is such an important one to make. I think it's fair to say that if you look back over media uh, over the last 20, 30 years, movies, whether it's Hollywood, British stuff, comedy, sitcoms, OCD is made light of. It's, it, 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 it's, it's almost, it's delivered as a personality trait, as a personality quirk that you just called it, when it's such a different thing to that. So, um, yeah, great thank you for, for elaborating because I think, again, people are going to be sitting there thinking, self-reflecting and thinking, okay, I get it a little bit more now. And I think that's, that's the purpose of this. So let's move on then, man. Let's talk about some running because we are a running podcast after all. Um, talk to me about how running gets involved in your journey, my brother. Yeah. So it was, it was in June, 2017, actually, when I, when I'd been, I'd been signed off sick by, from work and the, the, the previous day I was sat at my desk and, uh, a manager came up behind me and he put, put his hand on my shoulder and he said, look, look, you're really struggling, aren't you? I said, I, I, said, I physically can't see past my thoughts. I can't, you know, I can't do my job. I can't do anything. And he's like, he said to me, he said, we want to help you. Like, we, we've seen you. We know what you're about. You give, you've given your all for the company for years. Take a couple of months off. We will pay you and, you know, get yourself sorted. And it was the, it was the first day off, actually. I was, I was lying in bed. And I'd been awake for probably four hours because that was a common thing I was going through with my depression. And uh, I was lied there and um, didn't want to open my eyes. And then, and, and I just felt something that day. I just, I knew I had to do something because if I didn't, if I didn't do something, then I was just going to spend two months staying. And it was it's great to know when you've got your family and your the people around you, but having your work saying, this is what we want to do to help you. That was it for me. That was like, you know, that was another thing. And I thought, I've got to do something. And I just, it was sunny outside. I had the window, the, the curtains drawn shut. And I thought, I've just got to get out. And I put on a pair of, um, like, gym shoes and some uh, some old shorts and a T-shirt. And I left the house. And I was, honestly, I'd, I was never really a runner. I'd done the odd thing, like, over the, cup, over, like, over the like, 10 years where I might have done the one 10k for charity or something but I'd never really I'd never enjoyed running and then and I'd never used it in any other way but to just maybe raise a bit of money and I probably didn't even train for it and um I left the house and I started to run and I don't know why I did you know and that decision that day you know for me I, I look back on it and I think it, it's changed my life you know and, and I, I, I even say to an extent it saved my life because you know, I left the house, I started to jog, I probably ran three, four hundred metres and then I walked a little bit and then I, I jogged again. And then after about 40 minutes or so, I'd probably run five, five and a bit K. Um, and just the feeling after the run was like no feeling, like like a feeling I've never had. Like and I hadn't had the feeling since I was young. It was like it was like a moment to respite from the thought. It gave me like some form of mental freedom. Like I was like, wow, this is actually, you know, this is, this is, this is unbelievable. And I almost lived for that feeling then. And, you know, within a matter of weeks, I'd gone from running uh, 5K up to 15K and I was running 50, 60 kilometers a week. And, you know, all of a sudden, like, I started to like feel like, a, you know, I, I was creating moments. I was creating, sometimes it was half an hour, sometimes it was an hour. And for that moment, everything just felt okay. And I just lived for it. I just lived for that moment. 
I love it, mate. I, I love to hear it. It's like, because you, you never know, do you? You never know how that change, that attempt, that step into the unknown, how it's going to impact you. And I imagine that's, that's escalated so much with your condition, with, with OCD. You don't know if you're going to get out that front door and you're going to see something and it's going to be just as bad as it is when you walk in. And so for you to make yourself vulnerable and put yourself out there and get that positive sort of reaction from it. And it now to be such a huge part of your life is absolutely awe-inspiring, mate. And fair play to you for putting yourself out there and trying it. So tell me how it, how it evolves from there then. So tell me what happens in your journey. Cause I'm guessing races are going to start coming and I'm guessing uh, we're going to get some experiences along the way. Yeah. So in, in, in August, 2017, I was, so this was about a month and a half later because it was the end of June when I got signed off. Um, I just felt I had a message to share. Like I, I wanted to, I really wanted to break out my shell and I wanted to start documenting my road to recovery, mainly just in the hope to support, motivate and inspire other people struggling to fight back through the power of running. And um, I created Run For Your Mind, which is, I had no real vision or real kind of aim as to where I was going to go with it. But, you know, it started off by me just posting Instagram posts. I set up an Instagram page. I had a drone and it used to get me some cool footage and I used to put quotes on it. And then I started to share my story about, you know, like how I was feeling. And, 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 I, and I started to realise that all these people that, you know, were coming out of the woodwork and they're starting to talk to me. They were like, I'm struggling too. And this is, this is what I'm going through. And I thought with OCD, I was alone. I thought no one is having these the same weird thoughts as me, but it is, they're all very, very common thoughts. And a lot of people just cannot talk about it. They just can't because, you know, it, it's, it's terrifying to have these thoughts and to go through, you know, all these emotions that are attached to it and the way you feel. And, uh, you know, from, from, from opening up, people, you know, I was able to help people, but in turn massively helped myself. And um, it was just unbelievable. And then, you know, the, I think the real vision for me was I want to set up running clubs uh, in different cities and have like kind of loads of different run for your mind clubs. And it didn't work because it didn't, it, for me, I, I was suffering from social anxiety. Yep. I was well in my shell at that stage and, I, I, and it just never, it never came. But I created an online club on Strava and we've got probably 3,000 runners, I think, on there now. And, you know, we've got people all over the world running for the same reason. We all spur each other on. I've made friends through Strava on there. And, you know, my life, all of a sudden, I started to piece it back together through running. I was able to start living a little bit. And, you know, it was, it was, it was probably about two months after I, it was just in September, I did my first race, which was the Bristol Half Marathon. And then, Almost a year to that day, I ran a 100-kilometer ultramarathon. I mean, yeah. it's the, the whole thing just absolutely spiraled. And you know, I was using running as as therapy, and I was piecing my life back together. And the little things like that people take for granted, the little things that I'd like to think everybody can do, I was able to do them again. Like I hadn't really been for a pint with my friends in ten years. I was able to go for a drink. I was able to go to you know, group meals. I was able to, you know, uh, I started speaking out and talking more about my problems and, and, the, and, and everything, you know, all these doors started opening and, and, and crazy things started happening. I mean, in, in early 2019, 2019, I was, I was contacted by the brand uh, Hocker One and they basically said, we, we love what you're doing and we want to, we want to support you. We're really keen to tell your story. 
and the, which was huge. And they basically featured me. Um, they said, we'll send you some trainers if we if you allow us to feature you across our social campaigns. And, and I was a bit, I'm a bit funny about accepting things, but it was more about a mental health related yeah. thing. And sharing and I was the just message. Like, and, and, and I said, if, 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 if you want to do that, because they wanted a picture of me and a pair of hoppers doing a run so they could share my story. So I was like, I'll try it. And, you know, and, and it was a bit of a breakthrough because I was thinking, you know, they say, they say running's cheap, but it isn't, it isn't cheap when you're, when you're running maybe 80 to 100 kilometers a week because you're getting a new pair of trainers every six weeks. So I was like, brilliant, I'll get a pair of trainers. I might be able to get a discount next time. But unfortunately, the trainers didn't work for me. The campaign was brilliant. It was, it was unbelievable, you know, exposure for what I was doing. Uh, and, um, but, you know, the, I, I, couldn't, I, I stuck with the brand I was in before. And, um, and then I got nominated for the Running Awards, which is incredible, for my Instagram blog. And that had been uh, before the London Marathon during COVID, the first one, where, where it got, you know, so there was a, a award ceremony just... Um, a couple of weeks, a couple of nights before, and I'd been over there for that. And I got, I got, I made the, I made the initial list, and then I got shortlisted, and then I didn't actually win an award. But it's just unbelievable, mate. You know, just these things started to happen, and I was starting to live again. Like yeah. I was, I was back. Yeah, and an amazing list of accomplishments. Let, let let's not downplay probably the biggest accomplishment of all, which is uh, starring. Uh, a starring striker role for Rotherham United in the What the Fartlet Cup 2021. Unbelievable day! Absolutely <laughs> loved it. What a day! Mate. I mean, I, I think I don't think I think if I hadn't passed you though, then I don't think we'd be doing that podcast. This podcast, no, tonight. no, I know, <laughs> mate. If you'd have, if you'd have took that chance on yourself and not squared it to me, uh, niche niche conversation, probably not for the podcast, but absolutely, it was a good day. Um, have you got any um, any like? Is there like one race memory that stands out for you? Is there one achievement? I know that for you, it's more about the journey and it's more about spreading the message, and I get that completely. And it's about the mental health. But is there like one moment that you think when I'm like old and grey, and my grandkids ask me, "Were you a runner, Granddad?" Is there one race or one memory that you're going to tell them about? I think the best one for me, and it's and it's a, it isn't actually a race as such, but it was something I created for myself, and it was uh, at the very start of lockdown when I realised that things were kind of you know I realised the situation we we're in. And it wasn't so much wanting to raise money because I wanted to do something for the Trussell Trust to raise a bit of money for the food banks. And um, but it was more because of I saw all of a sudden there was this whole community thing where no one knew anyone before. And we had a WhatsApp group on our Crescent and there was hundreds of people on it. And everyone was just helping each other. And I thought, this is great, but no one's really getting out and doing anything. And uh, so I decided like on a, on a Monday night that I was going to run that Friday, I was going to run 100 kilometres around my crescent. And I was going to, I wanted to do it all in one day, but because of the amount of kids that got behind the idea, I didn't want to be finishing really late at night so mm-hmm. they couldn't be there. So I ended up doing, starting at 12 in, in the, uh, you know, lunchtime. And I, and my crescent was uh, 770 metres around it. So I had to do 130 laps of the crescent uh, for, to do 100 kilometres. And it was just, to me, it's, it's something I will never forget because it's a race I ran on my own. But every step of the way, there was somebody in their garden cheering me on. Even at one o'clock in the morning, there was people in there. And then we finished the next morning. I think I did two marathons back to back in about 12 hours. And then I finished, you know, 
uh, I'd finished the last 20k-ish, you know, the next morning. And it was unbelievable. I mean, like, at 50 kilometres, uh, I, got a, I got a message of support from Gary Lineker. I got a video message. He sent me a video message. Wow. He's saying, you know, good luck. Keep doing what you're doing for the food banks. And we raised, you know, in, in, in that short space of time, I was able to raise five and a half thousand pounds for the Trust of Truff. And, and just to kind of put into perspective, like, that is, you know, it, what they were telling me is the issue is not the food, it's delivering the meals. And it, it only costs something like 20 pence to deliver a meal. So we were able to deliver you know, thousands of meals for people who are going through a crisis. And the whole thing that made, made the newspapers, the local news, and it was just, it was just unbelievable. And the kids were out there, all the, all the streets were lined with like flags and people, you know, people had written on the floor saying, keep going, Ollie. And it was just one of a kind, a one of a kind event that I could, I could, I could, I, you know, I couldn't, one thing that will never, ever be the same again. Yeah. Absolutely incredible, mate. And I remember when you were doing it as well, seeing it. And it is such a great reflection of community spirit. Now, there's one more thing that I want to talk about uh, before we before we wrap up and I want to get into. And I imagine quite a nice segue from what you've just spoken about. The work you did for the Trussell Trust, the run you did, I imagine, is maybe part of what's ignited this community spirit, this desire to give back, this desire to do something good. Um, and, uh, and and that's leading to big plans for Run For Your Mind, isn't it? So do you want to talk to me a little bit about what's going through your head at the moment? What 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 you've got cooking away in the kitchen for, 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 this, for, for this concept, for this idea? Yeah, so when I started to piece my life back together and, and I started, I started to, I, I kind of adapted the motto of, uh, becoming comfortable feeling uncomfortable and I started to put myself in positions that I'd never put myself in and I, I, I started I turned to public speaking to share my message and I started doing motivational talks to, to companies I started off at Skybet they offered me an opportunity I did a talk and it was pretty surreal I was sat on um, it, it was at ITV Studios and I was sat on Victoria it was on the set of Victoria and I was sat on her bed right. delivering right. a talk to 200 people maybe 300 people on my journey and they backed what I was doing. They supported what I was doing. And from there, you know, COVID hit, I took a bit of a slump, but then I was able to kind of capitalize on the whole online talking and I've been able to do some talks to some massive companies and it's been incredible. And it's, it's going down really well because I think it's just because I'm a normal, normal lad. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just sharing something yep. that's very personal and very relatable to people, but not many people can talk about it. And, um, from there, you know, it's, it's kind of made me realise, and after, after that run, actually, and, and, and over the last last six months, I, I hit a real bad patch with my mental health. I struggled so badly. I was in such a bad state, you know, with, with anxiety, and I was I was really, really poorly with depression, and my, my mind was just not letting me rest. And my brother just came up to me, and he just said to me, look, he said, now's the time. And I said to him, mate, now's not the time for anything. And he said... He said, um, no, it is the time. And I was like, what is what time for what? He said, look, me and you have spoke for like three or four years about where you want to take Run For Your Mind, what you want to do with it. You want it to be a charity. You want to be able to offer, you know, kit and trainers and help people and support people. And um, so it's just been, the last six months has been amazing. We create, you know, I set, I set up the Run For Your Mind Foundation. It's not operating yet as such, but we've got some great companies who are interested in getting involved. And, you know, the idea was always to, to, to help people. Initially, the idea was to help people through the NHS, through social prescribing, which is basically an initiative where, for example, if you went in and said, look, I used to play footy all the time and now I can't leave my bedroom because I'm struggling with my mental health, they'd say, 
here's a person rather than medication. Yeah. And um, then they're prescribed to us. But, you know, it's, it's a, everyone wants a piece of it. And, you know, I, I've been chatting to people more recently and my, my, my idea really now is to get into corporate companies because, and help people just like me, you know, help people who are in the same situation as me, who maybe don't know this and, and haven't thought of the idea to use running as an outlet. And what I want to be able to say is, you know, if you've got someone off sick, offer, the, offer them the opportunity to work with the Run For Your Mind Foundation. We will give them a pair of brand new running shoes, a gait analysis. We'll get them full Run For Your Mind kit. We'll create them a three-month bespoke running plan to, to, to focus on getting them back into work through running. Uh, and, you know, we'll offer them one-to-one support. And we've got a gym involved where we can offer gym membership to people in Sheffield. And it's just, for me, it's like, it's all I've ever wanted to do. I just want to, I want to give something back. I want to help people just like me. And I'm still struggling. I'm not, I'm not the finished article. You know, I go through stages where I'm, I'm really difficult, where I'm struggling so badly. Uh, but, you know, I, I've got running and, you know, being able to, you know, be a part of such a great community, you know, you guys, unbelievable, met so many great friends and, you know, just the running community as a whole, it's just a beautiful thing to be a part of. And, um, no, for me, that's that's the goal. That's where I want to go. And I just hope that, you know, with the backing of these companies now, you know, we can start kind of trialing it and see where we go with it, you know, because it could be anything. It could be anything, mate. And I, I, I get excited listening to you talk because I can hear the passion in your voice. And it's not going to be the last you're going to hear from you on Run For Your Mind and on this project, I know, because I know you're going to make a success of it. And, and we want to be here to back you all the way as well. Um, if people want to find out more about Run For Your Mind, every everything for you is under the Run For Mind logo, isn't it? You don't have kind of like your own personal um, that you post on. It's all through Run For Your Mind. So uh, Run For Your Mind with a four. Instead of a yeah. instead of a the F O R the the number four um, is the Instagram handle and it's runfeetforyourmind.com is the website that's right isn't it that's right yeah and I'm I'm, I'm pretty much operate mainly through Instagram I found that you know the site you don't get as much people coming through because everyone's on social media and and you know I've been able to create hundreds of friendships through Instagram through people struggling and you know we've worked the amount of people I've met over the years have been brilliant so if anyone is listening and are struggling you know please get in touch and I, what I'd also like to say is if anybody has kids who are showing similar traits also get in touch because I will work with you and help you with that for nothing because I really really believe that now like when I was a kid, there was nothing. No, it wasn't spoke of. This, it's not spoke of like it is now. And also there is incredible books that I've read recently that would really help a child, you know, maybe not get into the situation that I'm in with OCD because I left it way too long because I just didn't understand it. Whereas now, if you recognize any of these traits doing things, you know, there's some great books, there's some great people and, you know, there's, there's, there's great ways you can help and, and, and maybe get on top of it and understand it better before it gets any worse because that is the problem amazing mate amazing and and, and big things planned uh, very very last bit before we get away uh, you've got big plans for run for your mind what about you any big races planned anything you want to achieve this year next year from a running perspective personally um i won't talk about times but i'm talk- I'll, I'll t- i am i have i have got a place on london marathon which is from about two and a half years ago and and it's well, yeah. whatever. It, I've had it for run, about two and a half run years. From 1984 or whatever it was, yeah, yeah. Like we were able to go out and run. Yeah. So I'll have a good go at that, um, and I'm really looking forward to that. And then you know I'll be over. I'll probably be over at Manchester Marathon because I've got loads of people there. I won't be running it 
uh, uh, but I'll be there supporting. And um, for me, London's been the, the dream. It's what I, I, it's funny with with OCD. You've got to when you get a thought, you've got to kind of um, you've got the, the gold standard treatments called uh, ERP, which is exposure response prevention. And for me, it's like you've got to expose it to. As soon as you have the thought, you've got to say it's just a thought, and then you've got to respond to it by saying it's OCD, and then you've got the the prevention by thinking of something totally different. And all I've done for the last three years is dream about finishing, finishing, <laughs> crossing that, that everything. Every time I've had a thought, which is probably every twenty seconds, I'm going through this cycle in my head, and I'm thinking about finishing London Marathon. So. I think it's going to be very emotional for me. It's going to be it's going to be an absolute dream come true, and I just cannot wait to get out there now. Brilliant stuff, mate. Listen, I cannot believe we've been talking for forty minutes. Um, the, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story, Ollie. I really, really appreciate it, man. We're going to be watching for how you got a London vested interest and even more vested interest for for run for your mind and, and where you take that in the future because. You, every bit of support that anyone can give there isn't a more deserving cause out there I think you're going to absolutely smash it mate before I let you go is there anyone you wanted to shout out anything you wanted to plug mention or say before I let you get back to your busy day my friend no I just want to say massive thanks to you guys and, you know, uh, and I suppose massive thanks to Ben for connecting us and you know Ben and Jordan have just been you know at a time when I was really really struggling and, and, and I, I was running alone because I, I, I struggled, very, you know, very badly with, and I, I like to run alone. I've met a group of people, and then it's become a bit of a family, really. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm truly grateful for for running that 10k where Ben paced it, uh, the Sheffield 10k, meeting Ben and him introducing me to Jordan because we've, you know, we formed a great friendship, and and um, it's it's you know it's things like that that just make everything so much worth, you know, it makes it worth it, and it's so much more special. So yeah. And thanks to you guys for, for having me and getting me involved. You know, I love everything you're doing. Nah, mate. You I can't very... wait to do more stuff with you. Don't yes, mate. Later down the line. There will, there will be loads in plan. Don't you worry about that. Listen, Ollie, thank you so much again for your time, my brother. Best luck with everything moving forward. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Uh, but yeah, thanks for your time, man. Take care. And for the last time in the series, my fine four-foot friend, that was Ollie Newton. Mate, I said it in the last show. What a inspiration! What he's come, what he's come through, and oh, I've learned so much just from hearing him talking about what he's been through and, and what OCD is actually all about, and all that sort of stuff. And it, yeah, what what a chat, great stuff. It's a real education into the yeah man the, the daily ins and outs of somebody suffering with something like that, isn't it? And and it's yeah. really he's right yeah he's right what he says as well the the media portrays it so differently to what it actually is yeah yeah Yeah, there's a lot a lot of work needs doing to uh to bring it to the forefront i think ollie's doing a great job of doing that as well yeah and how about run for your mind man and the plans he's got for it yeah i mean we're, we're hoping to try and support him moving forwards as well so yeah i'm looking forward to that and uh Fingers crossed, he'll he'll get it moving, and I'm sure he'll he'll, he'll do a grand job of doing that as well. Such a such a such a kind lad, such a good good bloke as well. Yeah, top top we bloke, to have, top bloke to have a bevy with as well. Really really nice bloke, and a pretty good footballer as well. Put your lot to the sword, oh, didn't he? All right, all right, move on, move on. Um, if anybody, <laughs> uh, seriously though, if anybody uh, does feel inspired by uh, Ollie's interview, and how can you not? 
Um, as he said himself, his DMs are always open. Have a chat with him, um, uh, find out a bit more about what he's doing. Um, he's, he's dead open to talking to people. But equally, as Matt just said, then we are hoping to support Ollie in 2022. We, we don't know how we're going to shape that, but we're inspired. Um, and I know that a lot of you guys, even before this episode went out, have reached out to us to say, can I do it as well? Can I be an ambassador? Can I be a supporter? Can I be a part of Run For Your Mind? Um, and uh, and we're going to try and facilitate that as much as we can. So please do reach out to either Ollie, ourselves or both of us. And we're going to try and ha- see how we can help Run For Your Mind grow and support people who may need it um, into 2022 and beyond. Yeah. <clears throat> right then, mate. Now that's done. Mm-hmm. I think we need to get a little bit silly. We do, we do. You want to do it this time, or is it my my turn? I think I think I can do. It. I was going to say for the very last you... time, but we're going to do it one more yeah, time. Do... Yeah, both episode. for the bonus episode, yes. Uh, but it's the summer showdown. Oh, we're going full rock then. Strumming with my air guitar. Strumming with your air guitar. Is that a euphemism for masturbation? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm not judging, mate. Mama told you not to interrupt me when I'm strumming my air guitar. <laughs> I was just clapping like Jack the other week. <laughs> that, that could be a euphemism for masturbation as well. Anyway, let's not talk about masturbation. We've got more important things to deal with. It is the last week of the summer showdown. Our three-way between myself, yourself, and editor Jack. As we lead our teams of Rob Heads, Matt Bags and Jackasses in our Most Miles Wins Challenge. We've taken on some wacky, kooky, different challenges and, and, and things to do over the course of the last 10 weeks. And the guys have been absolutely amazing, have they not? They have, yes. Every, each and every one of them smashing it, definitely. Absolutely love it. Um, it's not gone great for us, let's be honest, because Jack has come in with his team of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed newbies yes who were not part of this challenge that we also ran in series two of course not as uh, weather-worn and uh, and battle-hardened as, as my <laughs> new team um not as injured ironically either yeah um and uh, and they've, they've pretty much run away with it so yeah. we're in a position now where it looks like jack's won we would say barring some kind of miracle um, yes. However, the fight for second place is definitely on between me and you. You overtook me. I did. The series last week, finishing strong. Yes. That's what she My said. guys are... <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, but, uh, um, uh, she, didn't, but, she didn't say that. She, didn't. She, she, she never said that. Um, sorry, Donna. Sorry, Donna. Um, so, moving on quickly from that reference yes please um yeah it's battle for second place in it plus we're trying to see if jack can get around the world the distance around the world about 25 26 000 Mm. miles jack's pretty close to that so we're gonna we're gonna find out what's going on um this is our penultimate results episode Mm -hmm. so we're giving the results from last week just to try and get a bit confusing guys the story convoluted it's like it's like a marvel movie um But basically, this is last week's results. We're still in the in, in, in the very last week of the challenge where it's fancy dress week. You can do yeah. one weekend of parkrun volunteering to get bonus miles. And you can, of course, bag as many miles as possible. Um, challenge runs until Sunday. So you've got three more, four more days of, of doing that. Um, but 
we will be launching a bonus episode will be coming out, which we'll be recording live. If anyone wants to come and watch us do that, it's looking like it's going to be 5.30 on Wednesday. And um, yeah, well, that's where we will announce the final results and we'll release it as a podcast afterwards. But this is to set up to see what it's going to look like at the end of the day. So yes. how are you feeling? Fine. Final hurdle, isn't it? Yes, I'm, I'm feeling... Like, now we've overtook you. Mm. I'm feeling confident, but well, I'm I'm kind of hoping that Jack Jack actually gets around the world. I'm kind of rooting for him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not I'm not rooting for him because he's the worst, but yeah. his team obviously. So mm. um, I I hope they do well, and I'm pleased that they've got so involved and they've had such a good time and they've become such integral parts of our fat like family, particularly those that that maybe were dipping their toe tentatively into the water at the start of this series and have decided to take the leap to come on board. I hope you have enjoyed it, you bunch of jackasses. Uh, we're very pleased to have you. Um, however, the unbearable one is lurking in the background. So um, I think he's probably ready to be entered. Um, Jack, are you there? Yep, I'm waiting to be entered. Enter me, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be weird for one more time. I know, I know you said it every week, but this week you just tickled me. Um, how are you, sir? You all right? Yes, I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm, I'm glad that my team are a little bit further ahead because my running has been very poor recently with a whole host of things propping up. So I'm glad I'm a little bit further ahead. And it's nice to see oh, that my old team captain is rooting for me. A whole host of things popping up. You got bit by a horsefly. <laughs> yeah, and I was isolating previously. You've made you've, so. made you've made a really big deal of being bitten by a horsefly. Yeah, you started sound like me, Jack, making all these excuses up. But I did run 22 miles of 14 at marathon pace before <laughs> I went to Milton Keynes. Oh, I don't, I don't know if Nick Finney knows that. No, because you're not told anybody that. Actually, you'd kept that really quiet. Yeah. <sighs> this is why people don't like you, Jack. Right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, how are your team feeling? Are they, do, they, do they think they've got round the world? I think they, there has been discussion about it on the group chat. I think when last week's podcast went out, there was a little bit of a push. And funnily enough, at my local park run on Saturday, I was volunteering with a couple more Team Jacks as well. So I think there's been a big push to um, to sort of get us over that line. My dad even did some volunteering as well. Not that he's a Team Jack, but... I was going to say, your dad's think, on, he's on the best. He's on the better team. Yeah, I, I just think now that it's getting to the end of the series, everyone's pushing for those miles. There's my team to get around the world you both your teams are battling to for that second place prize so for i that, think it's that, um for one last push medal. from everyone yeah and it's been great to see hasn't it and just a mm. quick google tells me twenty four thousand eight hundred and sixty is what you're after to get around the world awesome. it's a big number i think i think you're doing quite well and then i think that and then we'll have a look as well to see what me and matt did in series two to see if you can become the ultimate cross multi-series champion um so to find out what's going on there's only one man that we can call upon matt yeah why don't you put out the bat signal give give him the music and let's see if we can lure him out of the darkness come on oh yeah Return of the stat. Oh yeah. Again. Return of the stat. Come Once on. Again. Return of the stat. Oh home. You know that apple pop. Shama num. 
Nearly sat down, but I'm just going to have to hover in kind of a squat. <laughs> Why don't you just go to the bathroom, man? Oh no, I'm uh, I'm just trying to see how long I can go by not going. <laughs> why? I don't know why I'm asking. Why? I just want to see what happens. I thought about it the other day. What will my body do if I keep it all inside? <laughs> Uh, how 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 many days have, have you done so far? Check the calendar. I am day six. Oh, <laughs> I can't laugh too hard, lads. <laughs> um, and is there a target you're going for? Uh, triple figures, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> triple figures. I remember uh, you had that Rav on. She's on a run street. On, uh, <laughs> Oh my god, right, okay. So oh, I, Jesus. I think you might just need to go to the toilet at some point, sir, but fine, carry on. Um anything else interesting happened this week? Um let me see. Oh yeah, Jack, we're working on his bucket list. Um so I'll let you know what we've done there. Yeah, please do. So he's always always wanted to uh, ride Queen Elizabeth's corgis. <laughs> of course he has. So I made a call, uh, got us in there, and we rode them up and down the hall at a whale of a time. <laughs> <laughs> we did take some pictures, lads, but I had to burn them off. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, that, that, that's Buckingham Palace protocol, isn't it? Um, uh, wonderful. What a week then, sir. Um, I don't oh, know. Good that I couldn't see them pictures. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but me and... Uh, me and L dog, E dog, as it were. <laughs> we go back a few years, so it's a promise I made to her. Never leave them. Oh, <laughs> oh wonderful. Stop on John. Yes. Jack. Oh yeah. Hello, Statman John. I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I would I would say all the better for speaking to you, but you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, I know how it is. It's a tough relationship, but I think maybe one day we'll get there, if I um, would be so lucky. We, we're on a path. We're on a journey. It will have an ending. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it may be. Yes. So, it's that my job. Jack is desperate to be in your inner circle. Mm. Um, do you have uh, maybe some kind of... Uh, task or challenge for Jack uh, that would give him one more opportunity to be in the inner circle. Okay, this one will come with a hint, if you like, Jack. Okay, okay. Sorry if I sound a bit breathy, I'm dancing around here. It's quite tense, obviously. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the poo, yeah, we get it. Yeah, I'll put my hand around there. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack. I don't know if you remember, I have to obviously paint giraffes' tongues to get them the blue-purple colour that they are. Mm-hmm, yep. I would like you to make the sound of the giraffe whilst I paint the back <laughs> of their you paint the, back, you paint the back of their tongue? Right at the back, and the hint is it tickles them. Okay, okay. 
Oh, <laughs> that's hard because sometimes a tickle can be a good tickle or it can be a bad tickle. I think, I think you're going to need to maybe incorporate a gag, a gag and a laugh. Ooh. <laughs> right. I can do it. Um, just count me down, though. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is going to be awful but hilarious. What do you reckon, guys? Truth form? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, gonna, gonna count, I'm going to count you down from seven. Seven, six, five, four. Didn't think this through. Three, <laughs> two, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just deep throated my mic there. <laughs> oh, Jay, can you just do it again? Oh man, I'm crying. I'm not so wet. <laughs> just do it again, bro. Pretty good, yeah. Um, uh, John, what did you think? Oh my god, um, I have to be honest, that was better than I was expecting. That was a twist, <laughs> but we're not there yet. It's a 5.5 out of 10. Oh, that's Jack. my best score, but I'm getting another chance. It's the end of the series. I tell you what, how about we've got the bonus episode for the results that's going out next week? Statman John, you're joining us for that, aren't you, sir? Yes, I'll be there, lads. Uh, Jack, one more yeah. chance. I'll do my best. I'll practice every animal, every scenario, all this week. <laughs> I, I might as well put the week off work out. Oh, brilliant! Uh, but good effort, sir. Good effort. You are you are close. You are on the outer rim of the inner circle. Mhm. Trying. That's to right. I don't want the outer rim. No, so you need to, you he's need to, rimming it. He's rimming it. He needs to penetrate into the hole. And then it'll be fine. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's not my job. Yes. Uh, Matt. We need to find out if that man draws out a dream. <sighs> Dreams. <laughs> what? Dreams. This is the series finale, and I don't think you put enough effort into that. It's almost, it's almost as if you've been bullied about the way you speak for the entire 12 episodes of the series. The fact that we're on a 22 mile run and you spotted the bloody dreams bedroom fucking thing. <laughs> so I just dropped the F bomb, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dreams! Statman John, have you had a dream this week? I have, lads, and uh, it's actually quite a long one. That's what she said. Uh, so sit back, <laughs> take a breath. <laughs> Picture this. There I was in a room of cats. They were climbing over me and I was them. We were cleaning each other. I rolled one cat over just to tickle their tummy. And suddenly I realised there actually were no cats in the room. I looked down. Who was I straddled tickling? I turned them and it was at JP Wish Hero. <laughs> Not outside the realms of possibility. Oh, I was shocked. Next thing, I'm in McDonald's. I had a Big Mac. They are never big enough. <laughs> I uh, got myself a strawberry milkshake. I tried to have a little drink, but I couldn't. The milkshake was thick and the straw didn't have enough uh, girth, some may say. <laughs> that's what she I, said. I gave, that's it, lad. I gave it a quick blow. <laughs> Something was blocking it. I blew it again and outfired a curled up at Derek goes running. 
Is it weird that I can picture it? Yeah. I'm glad it's like you're there with me, lad. Then, oh God, I'm thinking, is this over? No, it's not. Then I was at the final of the snooker championship. One ball stood between me and the win. I suddenly felt bored. I looked at my opponent and I could see they were also. also. So we jumped on top of the table. The green felt lifted, came away, and we were riding a magic carpet. <laughs> we were embracing each other, singing a whole new world. I'm about to hit the high note. There I am, and suddenly a fly flies in my mouth. I pull it out, and it was at Vicky T87. <laughs> Best one yet, Statman John. Best one yet. Thank you, thank you. That's what she said. <laughs> Um, wonderful right okay where do we go from here this is nonsense this week as per usual right Statman John we need to get down to business we need to find out what is happening going into the final week of the summer showdown do you have some scores for us sir I'll do lad so I'll start with the big shop the bonus miles if you wish I would love that yep Rob you got yourself 455 bonus points. Okay. Okay. Matthew, you got yourself 760 Ooh, bonus points. Wow. That's bad, isn't it? That's big. That's bad. Well well done, Matt Bags. They've really... Oh, we're, we're getting that wooden spoon, aren't we? Right, go on. And Jack got 4,000, yeah? Almost. <laughs> he got 920. Jesus, <laughs> You're like absolutely Robbie Keane, aren't they, Jack? Is there not yeah, a point just, where they're going to just get a little bit less keen? My team have really pulled it out of the bag for life this week. Oh, oh you oh, dirty little it. bastard. Put yourself on mute in shame. <laughs> Cheat. I, I enjoyed that one, I must be honest. Oh, that was up there with the tractor. I, um, I must say, I thought of that one last week and I've been holding it all week just to say it. All right, start my job. Put me out of my misery. What are the overall scores to date, please? Do you want the total or miles for week 10? Oh, let's have week 10 miles. Yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to jump the gun. That's all right. So, Rob, your team got 1898.7. Okay. Matthew, your team. You're on that log flume again, my lad. Oh. Your team got 2329.95. Oh, finishing strong, getting. And then Jack, your team, they yeah. made me clap. They oh. uh, got you 2554.69. Oh, so, so, did you just say they, they gave you claps, Statman John? They made him clap. Don't oh, okay. Clap sorry. sorry, Statman John. You might you might find yourself having to make animal noises soon, Matthew. <laughs> no, I just misheard you, Statman John, that's all. I'm sorry. That's all right. He does actually make animal noises daily. I how <laughs> <laughs> he stays in. <laughs> right, okay, so how far have I fallen behind? So total Mars, Rob, you have got one nine five nine one point zero eight. Yep. Matthew Two zero two one seven point two three. That's big. Oh, brilliant. That's a difference of six to six. Okay. Okay. 
And yeah. uh, Jack, you've got two two nine five one point four seven. You are just under two thousand off the world. Oh wow, Jack's Jack is well up. I think you're gonna make it. You got your, you've got your park run bonuses to go on as well, Jack. Yeah, yeah and I've got this. I've got the this week's points, haven't I, to come in still? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, I'm happy with that. I'd like it. I'd like to get round the world though in a little bonus trip, maybe like a little flight to the Maldives or something. What are you talking about, man? That's not. <laughs> you don't want to be end up back in England, is what you're saying. Also. Yeah, basically. Does he? Don't, he knows it's not real, doesn't he? Wait. He thinks, I think he's, oh. I think he thinks he can claim these miles as like you no know, flight rewards and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was. I thought I was claiming it off of the business. I was going to go to HR. And, <laughs> yeah, no, you, 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 you go to Joe and try and get some money out of her and see what happens. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, oh, I don't really know what to say here. Um, Jack, well done, first and foremost. Thank you. You, Thank you, you are, you, I, you will definitely get round the world. I've got no doubt about that. No <clears throat> I think that's all, isn't it, Rob? You know what? Do you know what? I was going to uh, then give a gushing praise of the map bags, and I still will. <laughs> I still will, but... excluding the Ewok of a leader, um, <laughs> who frankly would have no bonus miles or miles at all if I didn't drag him out the door every week. So I don't, I don't know why he's suddenly being all smug about. <clears throat> he forgets what the challenge is most weeks. And then on a Sunday, he goes, where have we got to run so that I can get some bonus miles? <laughs> uh, but well done, Matt Bags. It's been a, it, it, was a, it was a sticky start, slow start, with Matt mm. shagging the bloody double miles when you all did ultras. Yes. Um, but despite his incompetence, you've done incredibly well. And you're now actually not even that far off, Jack, to be fair. No, getting, yeah. into, getting into that mm. 20, the, the 20,000 mark is absolutely brilliant. So well done. And Rob Ed's... Uh, just, just we've had, we've had some injuries and 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 I know it's tough and people life gets in the way. So absolutely no fun. It has been fun and it and it's been great taking part. And we can still six twenty six is a big big one to overcome. But I know that we've had a couple of people who've already hit the three park runs. So I've done my three park runs. Kyla's done a three park runs. I know oh. that's hundred straight off the bat. So it's you never know. Quite close, and I know I'll not be able to get my three three volunteers in. So that's not many for me. So you mean you mean because mm. I won't take you and hold your hand? <laughs> no, life just got in the way, pal. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, there could be a swing. So let's let's finish strong, Rob Eds. Uh, we've got fancy dress week still going on. Um, mm. Mr. With Runch, some bonus miles there. James has, has, uh, has definitely put yes. the stall out early with his Tango Man impression. Oh, but we'll um, we'll see where we get to. Um, and that is about that for now. So let's just finish strong. It's been great fun, and uh, and mm-hmm. welcome to everybody involved. Yes, well said. And thank you to you, Statman John, for a sterling performance again this series. We couldn't do it without you. You're welcome, lads. You're welcome. And uh, we're excited to have you back on the bonus show. Now, um, Statman John, we don't really need uh, Lou to give us any updates because, of course, the challenge is finishing this week. But we'd love to still get her on uh, to be a part of the last episode of the series. Would you mind awfully, sir, just giving her a shout so we can have a chat with her? Yeah, I'll just sit down. So just, oh, God. (laughs) Wish me luck, lads. Good luck, sir. Hello. Hey, Lou, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Are you? 
Very good, thank you. How's your week been? Uh, good, thanks. I have finished Couch to 5K. Woohoo! Awesome stuff. Well thanks. done, you. Well done. You're going to be getting yourself to a park run soon to, to graduate? Mm, well, I'm there on Saturday volunteering, so oh. maybe the next one. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, I just said to SMJ that obviously normally what we do now is we'd get you on to tell us about next week's challenge, but there isn't one, is there, sad face? No, there's not. What am I doing? Also, sorry, I forgot we were recording. So when you were like, how are you? I just started chatting away. Like, oh, yeah, I'm good. What's happening? And a jacket yeah. potato for dinner. <laughs> what did you have with your jacket potato, Lou? Uh, beans. Oh, you're disgusting. Jacket potato and beans is a winner, you know. It is. No, che- no. Cheese and coleslaw with maybe a little bit of breaded chicken or, or oh, coronation chicken on top. Dry. You put coleslaw on a jacket potato. Yeah, a bit of salad what? on the side. Who feeds it to you? The poor. <laughs> no, that's just what we no, do down south. You are so posh. Coleslaw with a bit of bit of chicken and a bit of a nice mate, cooked jacket where it's soft and fluffy and mate, <laughs> mate, a bit a bit of chicken, maybe, you know, some some salad. Where I'm from Jacket potato for tea was when there wasn't any money left in the house till payday. <laughs> so, yeah. you, so you had jacket potatoes with a little bit of butter on it, and if you were lucky, half a tin of beans. Watered down as the smart price beans. You weren't carving a turkey to put it on top. <laughs> Did, you have a Did you get it from Waitrose? <laughs> <laughs> I, I buy my coleslaw from Waitrose. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually buy Tesco's finest, the chunky one, because it's a little bit nicer. I bet you well, other other supermarkets are available. Yeah, <laughs> I can't get a normal one. It has to be finest. Oh dear, we've got off topic here, haven't we, lads? <laughs> Lou, yeah. we're just filling the space where normally Lou would tell us about the next challenge yeah, yeah. by just relentlessly riding Jack. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> um. Well, I tell you what, seeing as how we don't have um, anything, uh, anything, anything for you to do, Lou. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, she needs how, to, uh, how about this? So, wait, shut up, Jack. Wednesday <laughs> at 5.30, we are doing our live broadcast of the results of Summer Showdown. Will you be our host, please, Lou? I will. And I am already so nervous about that. My palms are actually sweating. This week and arms are heavy. Yeah, that's it. Don't eat any of your mum's spaghetti then. Just the vomit on your sweater already. Okay. We're going to keep going, aren't we? We're going to keep going. <laughs> nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes aloud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking out. The clock's run out. Over. Everybody's joking. You've, oh, you've, ru- you've ruined it. You've, you've fudged joking. it up. It's run out. Over. Power snap back. You've, 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 you've fudged it up. You've... Oh. All it's right, gone. Right, fine. You're not made to make fun of me. I'm not Jack. Um, so, <laughs> I can't take it. Um, so, yes, so will you host that? And secondly, uh, Lou, and also Jack, who yeah. I love dearly, despite the fact that I'm quite mean to him a lot of the time, will you both stick around and help us do our final roll call of the series, please? Yeah. Yeah, okay, if Lou is, then I... You know what? I give you a... <laughs> I give you an olive branch and you stick it up your ass, don't you? <laughs> that's, that's what you're like a monkey who 
I, I tried to help, and there you are, just shitting in your hand and throwing it in my face. We've spoken about arses quite a lot on, on this week's show. Uh, it wasn't on this week's show. You and Matt were talking about it before this week's show. So you throw it under the bus there, Rob. Thank you for that. Because, yeah, because yeah, everyone listening is going to be like, no, 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 you haven't. You haven't talked about arses that much at all. Rob just makes it now. Uh, and the context is that I came onto uh, the uh, the and <laughs> Matt talking about the difference between a bum and an anus. So <laughs> that's the reflection of what I have to work with. Uh, it's soul destroying sometimes. But Matt, hit me with a roll call, damn it! All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep on roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? Jack, hit me with a roll call. Sing it. Is what oh, I can't. I can't just do the, the last bit. All right, partner. Keep roll calling, baby. You know what time it is. All right, part. Oh, wait, I'm doing the last bit now. Keep yeah. roll calling, calling, calling. Keep roll calling. That's the best. Why, why are you here? Yeah. Why? Oh. Lou! Lou! Save it! Hit me with a roll call! Um, why can all I think of is, it's the summer show. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on! <laughs> oh, move in the move out. Hands up the hands down. Back up, back. What you gonna do now? Really? Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? What? Yeah, I've, Matt saved it. I've Matt saved, saved it. I've saved it. I brought it back. Ridiculous. Yeah. We have got a super action-packed roll call. We've got so many people to shout out. It's the end of the series, and you have all done amazing things. So I'm gonna fly straight into it, guys. Uh, Julie, 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 Julie. Oh. Oh. So good, we named her thrice, and she's got her own theme song. Uh, she is back on the roll call this week because she just ran the Thames Path Challenge. 100 kilometres, baby. Absolutely smashed it. Uh, nominated by Kathy, Baby Shark, Hannah, and uh, Clemenin. Um, All nominated you. Amazing, Julie, Julie, Julie. Just keep smashing those ultras. You are awesome. Well done, Julie. Can I go up next? My first one? Yes, yes. there's a list, and your name is Dan next Griffin. <laughs> Dan Griffin, who is on my team, ran the Great North Run this weekend just past. So a big well done to Dan for that. Very proud of you, as I do say so myself. Yeah, well done, Dan. Rother Valley local, whoop whoop. Yay. And then there's my brother ran the Great North Run also and took 25 minutes off his uh, PB. That's insane. Awesome. Well done, Lou's brother. Well done, Lou's brother. Well done, Lou's brother. Oh, yeah, Max. <laughs> well done, Max. <laughs> <laughs> me next uh, we've got Marco Del Wazio Goal uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah Marco for reaching 100 part runs and getting a PB along the way well done Marco that was nominated by Simon Mintes aka Simon Runner well done Marco Simon Simon who is probably one of the few pretenders to uh, Marco Del Wazio's throne in fantasy football but that's a different subject um, I will do the next one uh, another Rob Head, Mr. Rob Corns. Ran a partner with him recently. He's the man. Uh, he's been nominated because he did his first ever race this weekend. Uh, 10K. Smashed it. Just oh. under an hour as well. What a man. Well done, Rob. Superstar. Keep on going, mate. He's on the way. He's now stepping up, thinking about doing a half marathon. And you're going to absolutely nail it, brother. Cool. Well done, Rob. And again, from my team, Paul Griffiths did his longest run ever. This weekend, which was 16 miles, um, and he's aiming to do a 20 miler 
this weekend coming and he'll be starting at 3.30 a.m. in the morning. And it's not even early bird week, so massive well done to him. Wow. He's not getting no, he's not getting an extra bonus miles for that man. Not this week. No, they don't, they don't need it. Uh, I've got a multitude of uh, people from that's done the Great North Run from Team Rob, Matt, and Jack here. So we've got JP Wish Hero smashed his PB. Um, Jess Stanley, uh, Jess keeps running two minute PB. Well done, Jess. Jake, uh, Jess keeps running. Uh, Neil Marshall, he smashed three minutes off his PB as well. Uh, Tall Matt Taylor, MBT. Dot underscore runs took one minute and fifty off his PB as well. Uh, Paul ran it and Scott Slow Farrow also ran it. So well done, all you guys and girls. Well done, what a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and 3D at 3D Jamie ran his first ever marathon at Brighton. Well done. Oh, well done. It, it, I think you'll find he ran his first ever ultra marathon at Brighton because that oh. course mapped 568 meters oh, long. Yeah, mm-hmm. well done. Extra win. <laughs> Extra win. Uh, back to me. Is it back to me? Yep. Back to you. Uh, I've got to give a big shout out for uh, some of our OGs. Uh, so the girlies who uh, did Ben Nevis this weekend, uh, this weekend mm-hmm. just gone. So, of course, uh, Lucy gets fit. Good old Lucy, multi-time guest. Rach Mack, mm-hmm. the machine. Uh, Ruth Freck, queen of the spoon. Um, Karen, of course, who submitted on their behalf. Good old positive lassie Karen. We love her lots. And uh, Rach Stone as well. So well done to all of you guys climbing Ben Nevis after having, frankly, um, a unnatural amount of alcohol the night before. And I can say that because you've all voice noted me. You drunk bitches at three o'clock in the morning. To be honest, it wouldn't have counted if they didn't drink copious amounts of alcohol because that's what they seem to do before walking up a big mountain, as yep. you do. It's, um, it's, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, it's just hydration, isn't it? That's what that's what it's part of. Diane on my team, Diane Brander, she, this year she is running 2,021 miles in memory of her two grandparents and she'll be raising money for Dementia UK and Stroke Association UK. I'm really struggling with my words today. If you would like to follow her journey, you can find her on Twitter at DiBranda and you can nominate uh, and you can donate any money there um, to help her along her cause. I think she's nearly reached her goal as well. So big shout out to her. Yeah, just on a quick note, Diane's been an absolute superstar this series. It's, uh, she's been dead enthusiastic and uh, I think she's going to absolutely nail this one. So well done to her and good luck. Uh, back to me, uh, fellow Matt Bag, uh, Laura Bretwell, she's had a fair few shout outs over the few weeks, uh, and especially her daughter Eleanor smashing smashing the uh, part runs and the big part runs. But this week it's for Laura herself, smashing a 20 miler this weekend. So well done, Laura. I know she's been struggling as well, so uh, well done on that run. All right, well done. And also well done, Emily, for running 20 miles at Willen Lake 20 miler. And that's her furthest run, nominated by Leanne. Ah, oh, well done, Emily. Another one of a team jack. Another, another jackass. Uh, and another jackass I've got. Matthew Dalton pulled double duty this weekend. Total Coast Ultra. And then went and did the Cap 10 straight after. Day after. I think it was the day mm. after, but it's still pretty freaking incredible. Well done to you, Matthew mm. Dalton. Big mileage for you, hasn't he been, Jack, this challenge? Yes, he's been very, very, very helpful to me this this uh, Nice to see him get involved as well. Um, Kirsty, another jackass. Um more of a get well soon unfortunately she got a stress fracture at the brighton marathon she wanted to go and um, fight the demons because brighton marathon can be a bit of an enemy i know it is for me um but unfortunately she picks up a stretch fracture on the day but i know she will be back very strong um 
back fight and fit for next time around, maybe in April. And she's been an absolute star in the group chat, uh, motivating everyone. So get well wishes to Kirsty, and we'll see you back running soon. Yeah, speedy, speedy recovery, Kirsty. Uh, I think finally, is, is Leanne part? Is it is she a uh, Rob uh, Jackass? She is a jackass. Yeah, so uh, she's going to be running her last race uh, this weekend before uh, before she goes for heart surgery at the end of the month. So she'll be running the Stafford Half Marathon this Sunday. So uh, good luck to that and uh, speedy recovery after your heart surgery. Uh, good luck with everything there as well. Yeah, perfectly put, Matthew Taylor. Good luck with everything, uh, Leanne, and well done to all of our roll callers. Matt! Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, thank you so much to everyone who submitted on people's behalf as well. It's great to see the community coming together. It's great to see you acknowledging each other, appreciating each other, uh, getting these messages to say this person did this, this person did that. We love it, we love it, we love it. And we'd spend the entire show doing that if we could. It's the most fun part of what we do. Um, and that, my friends is another series done. I was feeling sad. Who cheered? Me. I what? was waiting for the after party and the after party, no? Checking out six in the morning. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, there's no after party um, oh, okay. at all. Uh, we might just get drunk in my house, but maybe. Um, so, yeah, that's us done for another series. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. We've had some amazing guests. We have. Um, incredible guests, actually. We've done really well this series. Thank you to everybody who's chosen to share their stories with us. Thank you to Ollie, this week's guest. You've uh, you've really inspired me, but equally um, uh, everybody else um, who's been on this series. Thank you, of course, to Graham Lindley for our amazing theme music. I went a bit um, Sasha Baron Cohen then, didn't he? A bit, um, <laughs> what's, he what's, what's he called? The, the Lima from... Oh yeah, Gasca. <laughs> I, I like to move it, move it. Yeah, it wasn't intentional at all. Um, wait, wait, does he? I never knew he played that. You didn't know it's Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, 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 I like. I, I, to be honest, I watched Madagascar when I was really young. Who he was, but you're still really wow. Young. There you go. Well, you learn, something, you learn something every day. Um, so uh, a huge thank you to you guys. Um, I want to say a massive thank you. They are unsung heroes. They often go without getting this said. So I want to say a huge thank you to our team. I want to say thank you to Joe for all the work she does behind the scenes, working yeah. with the different companies to get you all your little competitions that we do, all the freebies that we do for you guys, the giveaways. That's all Joe, 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 Joe. Joe's fiend. Um, and also the guests. She's the one that schmoozes. She's the one that interacts. She's the one that gets them on for you to listen to. So thank you to Joe. I want to say a huge thank you to my good lady wife, Sammy. She is our social media queen. If you have interactions with us, it's her. If you um, see our posts 14 times a week and all the stupid stuff we're doing, it's Sammy having to filter it through so the absolute nonsense doesn't end up making it into the public domain. Um, but <laughs> everything else does. So a huge thank you to her. I also want to go on record, especially this series, to say a massive thank you to Paul. Um, Paul is a superstar. He has made our website this series. Um, he's, he, and Paul is somebody who um, uh, is an unsung hero to the nth degree. Paul is the kind of guy who, when you and Matt want to go and make a Gladiators video in a park at <laughs> six o'clock on a Saturday morning, you can phone Paul at five o'clock in the morning and say, we need a cameraman and he will rock up and do it. 
because he is such a good bloke and he's a massive part of the team, just like the other two. And we are so, so grateful to have them. You don't hear from them. They're in the background, but they are amazing. And we are grateful to have them as part of our team and in our lives. I want to say a huge thank you to Lou. Um, absolute creative genius, a tour de force if you will, for all our hard work with the Summer Showdown and uh, also for keeping Statman John and Troy McNews in check. It is not an easy job, but she manages it so incredibly. I want to say a massive thank you to Mr. Jack Penfold, um, who, despite my constant uh, battery and ribbing, um, <laughs> is an absolute incredible um, uh, inspirational runner, first and foremost, who I aspire to be like in so many ways and cannot wait to see how he performs at Chester Marathon. Um, absolute superhero, um, but also edits things, puts things together, comes on, is a good sport, doesn't take himself too seriously, um, is a massive Strava wanker, but he is a beautiful human being and I love him very, very much. So thank you to Jack. And of course, I wouldn't be able to finish this episode without thanking the most important person in all of this. You, you got, you got and, to thank yourself, aren't you? And that's me. <laughs> what a knobhead. I, uh, I work very hard. Uh, I've, I've pretty much got... You do? No, no, mate. Honestly, you I've, do. I've, I've, I've got upwards of 14 followers on TikTok, so <laughs> that's for itself. Um, no, I am, I am obviously joking. Uh, Matt Taylor, thank you so much, my friend, for joining me on this epic journey for the last year four yeah. series all these episodes all these adventures that we've been on together not just recording the podcast but this silly shit that we seem to be doing on a regular basis my absolute pic my partner in crime the chewbacca to my hand solo um uh I, there's nobody i'd rather be on the, the yorkshire ewok to your the yorkshire ewok to my smart price hand solo um there's nobody I'd rather be on this journey with my brother than you. So thank you so much for taking this ride with me. And I cannot wait for the next year. Me too, mate. I couldn't say it better myself about myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, no, thank you. Thank you. I, 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 haven't made this, I haven't made a speech up. Hang on, you know, so, but thank you. Thank you as well. The whole hard work you put in and the time and effort you put in for, for sourcing the interviews and doing the interviews and managing everything and, and sorting everything out. It's, uh, it's, it's a hard task and uh, we thank you for doing it as well. So well, well done. I write the theme tune. I sing the theme tune. Um, Where uh, just the puppets that you... <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, I just put my hands up all your asses and I work you. Um, no, 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 no. Let's This love fest is getting a little bit long in the two. So let's just finish by saying we are back on the 2nd of October. We're not away for long, guys. Two weeks without us and we'll be back. And of course, there's a bonus episode going out on Wednesday at 5.30 where we'll get the results of the summer showdown. I want to finish by saying thank you to you guys, our amazing Fartlek family. Thank you for listening. Thank you for interacting. Thank you for coming and doing the meetups. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for encouraging each other. Thank you for taking part in the Summer Showdown. You guys absolutely rock our socks and we couldn't do it without you. We, we Frankly, we wouldn't do it without you because when you stop listening, we're going to stop doing it. So please do continue um, uh, to take this journey with us. Please do tell us what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of, how we can shape and build this journey to be even better moving forward. We love you lots. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I know I say that on behalf of absolutely everybody. If you want to give us a follow, guys, we are all over social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok now. Just search What The Fartlek, you will find us. And of course, you can get us on our website, www.whatthefartlek.com. Um, if you want to give me a follow, I'm at Little Runner by Rob. And I am at Matty Owls. Luke. 
And uh <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dickhead <laughs> She was on mute. Sorry, made me jump. I am at sweat underscore much. And and Jack Penfold, the stage is yours. And I am at Jack Penfold running. So for the last time in series four, my beautiful Fartlek family, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Be excellent to each other. And in the words of the amazing Matthew Pullen, life is terminal. It's our job to live it. Have a great one, guys. Peace out.